Hello and welcome to the Back Five podcast. I'm Kieran and I support Everton. I'm Sam and I support Liverpool. I'm Sean and I support Tottenham. I'm Will and I support Cardiff City. I'm Sam and I support Chelsea. And I, I guess we should start with the predictions we made last week, which was, well, I mean, none of us got it right, which yeah. is kind of fair. <laughs> I almost got it right. I mean, yeah, I stand yeah, going to close, but I predicted 3 0 Man City, so I was close. I mean, yeah. basically, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I may as well if me Man City test. had got one of their 20 something <laughs> shots in the goal, yeah. then I would have been right. Raheem Sterling, <laughs> I mean. Biggest what's if? Oh, awful. Hmm, yeah. Uh, I just don't, I don't know how you can have 20 shots and get five on target. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a crazy result. I mean, I, mean, I, yeah. I can't believe I, you predicted that one to be well predicted a United win to end the run. I'm amazed by that to be honest. I don't know. I just think Man United just love upsetting it, don't they? Mm-hmm. True. I mean, what, what's on his record against Pep? I'm pretty sure it's easy. pretty good. Isn't yeah, it's, it's, it's decent. I think it was before the game. It was three wins. Yeah. For Pep, three win, a draw, and three wins for Olive. But now yeah. it's obviously four wins. So it's a pretty yeah. impressive record, to be fair. fair play to him. What I think is incredible, though, is the fact that Man United, I think everyone has been talking about how their attack is carrying their team this season, yeah? And how they're, they're mm. out-attacking. Well, not out-attacking people, but their defence is the one in, the thing in question and their attack is helping them, yeah? So the fact that they've actually had a decent defensive shift and put in to, to, fix that, to, to, to win that game was, I think, notable, at least. Yeah. Um, well, Luke Shaw, I think, has been pretty incredible this year definitely mm. up the best left backs in the league um, as we've discussed previously uh, but he um, he scored a good goal he had a very good game you know he's been he's been brilliant for United so uh, mm. another big game for him but still I'm just very surprised at the result really uh, I mean Man City just missed so many chances Sterling missed that open goal I don't know he's had quite a few of them now I mean, it, it is sort of typical City at a point. You know, they they get sort of so far down um, to a record or something, and it, it just seems that it blows up just before it sort of can happen. I mean, if you look, even look at the Champions League, they'll get to you know quarters, semis, and it'll just blow up in their face. Ironically, obviously, with the Champions League, starting <laughs> starting missed against Leon. To... Yeah, that was a very big chance. But yeah. just yeah. I will say, I will say in in his and maybe this is me. Uh, being a bit too nice to players and I know they're very professional players but having a ball across the goal like that redirecting it straight into the goal is a lot more difficult than I think people give players credit for because that yeah. ball that ball can have spin that ball can bounce that ball yeah, can, and no, it's, it's very easy if you, ha- if you have a mildly wrong contact it can go anywhere it can go up really easily I think mm. it's I more the fact he did yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> that's also an issue yeah <laughs> yeah it's just he completely missed it, which is seemed very hard to do. Yeah. But. And the the other thing, obviously, about those chances is you do have generally two centre backs before it gets to you. Your vision is yeah. you're not you're not seeing it come through to you. Uh, it is true. You're seeing true. it very late. I'm I'm not trying to make up excuses for him because he's a you know he's the I think he's the second most expensive English player in history. He he should be scoring that, but you know. <laughs> I guess it's, I mean I mean also Sterling hasn't it's not like he has, he's had a bad season so I, um, I don't th- I don't think this is going to affect City in the long run either. Oh no, it, 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 not, let's no. be honest in in the long term it doesn't really matter. It's just one of those things where 
you don't want to lose to your rivals. Yeah, you've obviously that's lost the chance. Been. You've lost the chance at going. What was it? I think it made just go twenty six or twenty seven unbeaten for the actual record. Yeah. Um, so in reality, I think it's just a case where it's disappointing that at this stage yeah. of the season, it's it's them that they lose the record to. It is disappointing, but do you think it can also act as kind of a a motivator to push through yeah. the end of the season? Well, I mean, it definitely could, but I think with the quality in that city side. And the way they've been playing the past few months anyway, I don't think they need motivation. Mm. Um, I just think it's a case of, age-old case, of a team that are going to be champions, get hyped up that, oh, they could, you know, for example, Liverpool with the like, Invincibles, oh, they could, mm-hmm. you know, go the whole season unbeaten. Um, City with these records, I think in reality it's just a case of they turn, the, like, take their foot off the gas for one game, get punished and... In reality, it'll be back to the business next week, and they'll probably be the exact same as they have been for the past yeah. three months. Or will their heads drop and they go on a dodgy run of form? They're not Liverpool, mate. They're not Liverpool. I don't think they'll go on a dodgy run, but it could affect them in the other big games they have coming up in like the Champions League and stuff like that. Because obviously, the, the, well, I don't know about that one, but um, the, run, that big game. the run they've uh, been on. <laughs> the, run they've, um, the run they've been on they're obviously so high at the moment like such a good place to lose that they're going to know going into their next big game okay we can be beaten we got to be careful so mm. it'll be interesting in their next like tough test how yeah. they come out of that yeah I, th- I think that's probably one of the criticisms of Pep City though isn't it I think they've mm. they've lost a lot of big games since he's been there and it's always been right well this, this is the year that we sorted out this is the year that you know we're going mm. to challenge on all fronts and I just think that that side they're not obviously you you wouldn't ever want to play play them especially no. when they're in form but I don't think they're unbeatable as proven obviously with United beating them but I think it's just one of those that it's been an issue that's plagued Pep's time at City anyway just yeah. lose lo- losing big games and obviously he's got a better record against the big six than he, he probably has other managers like say Solskjaer and all that but um, I still think it's one of those things with the money that they've spent and the pedigree of, mm. of Pep I think it will be disappointing if we're looking back on his time as a whole yeah what's your what's your what's your guys opinions on uh, Gabriel Jesus because obviously he gave away the penalty um, completely unnecessarily uh, um, I can't I think it was Martial was completely blocked out there was no way he was getting a shot away and then Mar- Gabriel Jesus came in behind and gave the penalty away it was very bad gamesmanship really yeah um, he's an odd one because he's he's obviously still very young and to be mm. leading a team of that quality at that age it's always going to be tough but I don't think he is the man to lead City forward and be the Sergio Aguero yeah, replacement no. Like, no. they need like, somebody else in because well he didn't get a shot on target against Man United Mm, no. In a game like that, you can't have your striker have exactly. no shots on target. I think, I think, I don't think, he, I don't think his um, actual quality has changed. But I think people's like perception of his potential has changed. I think people are seeing. I, they don't think he's going to peak as much as they thought he'd be yeah, going. Speaking like, I think well, it's because well, he's been around since he was nineteen, was it? Mm. Or eighteen? It was, and, it was very young. Yeah, yeah, and he's not really improved since then. He's still kind of the same player. Like he'll still get a few goals, but he's not going to be. Yeah. Anything exceptional? I'd, I'd even slightly argue that he's regressed a little bit because I think that he hasn't got the same confidence that he had when he was younger. Personally, I mean that may just be me, but I think in terms of Jesus as a player, um, I wouldn't be anywhere near as as scared or fearful of him 
as maybe mm. a couple of seasons ago. I, I guess I guess the benefit of Gabriel Jesus in, in in terms of having a striker like that instead of an Aguero is he's quick and he can transition to the wing and swap with Sterling's and that while in in play and. In, um, yeah, but I still think there's better players that are doing that than Jesus. Oh, no, I, I do agree. Do you think uh, that maybe if they brought someone not a, a bit older than Jesus in that, that plays like that rather than like an Aguero? Do you think that I, could have a good No, like, pers- personally, I think Aguero has been one of the best Premier League strikers since, yeah, he, yeah. since he joined. I don't think that they need a resetting style in terms of the strikers that they go for, even though the game has evolved. I think a in, in his prime Aguero would still absolutely demolish the Premier League yeah and I think that the way that Pep's Pep's teams work I think you've got enough creativity on the flanks to just get away with a poacher to be Mm. honest will they they go for a big striker in the summer like obviously a lot of rumours around where Haaland's going to end up could we see him target him potentially Um, I don't think Haaland's (laughs) going to end up at City I think I mean bear in mind I think he might stay for another well and to I be think fair, go for Lautaro Martinez. I think oh, that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because Haaland's sort of like this one, one, you know, one of a kind player. Um, who reality is that an opportunity to sign a player of that caliber and his unique skill set doesn't come around every so often. If I was City, I would. I obviously I don't know exactly. We all know. In the summer, it's going to be an interesting time. If I was City, I would scrap most of the plans and go for Harlem because I think he secures their future in that position for the next ten yeah. years. So, so does Martinez. Yeah, Martinez is is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think Harlem's got that potential to sort of lead that team for ten years and you know be probably one of the best in the world. I I think yeah. Martinez is probably. A little bit more like the Aguero, like I like for like for Aguero, you know, a lot of energy, good finisher, good on the ball. Um, I just think Haaland's such a unique player that City will have mm. such a unique platform going forward. Um, but that's just my opinion. Imagine De Bruyne yeah. finding him in oh, the box. What <laughs> don't, I don't want to Yeah, that, I, I'm pretty sure that's when you get to the point of rage quit. <laughs> Definitely. Walk off and accept the three nil. Crazy signing if they do pull that off, but who knows where Harland will end up. Mm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think I think City, as much as they've spent a lot in recent years, they haven't had a massive, massive signing. And yeah, I think the club of that a club of that caliber, and well, no, but like if you look at their signings, they're all quite. Expensive players in positions that they've needed. Do you mean like not like a Galactico? Yeah, like yeah a that's exactly. Yeah, 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 basically yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I get think, what you mean. I think the reality is City, in you know probably a couple of years ago, they they had a few um, yeah. when they first joined, obviously with Aguero and players yeah. who at the time well, were a lot better than probably yeah. where they're at. But I think it's getting to the point where they probably need another big signing, um, just because they've got the money to spend. In reality, mm. that's all it is. They have bought some really big, like Kyle Walker came in. I know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We have it. We have it. If you have a, D, a Ruben Diaz or or a Kyle Walker come in, like you, you aren't gonna you aren't gonna make the money back by selling Kyle Walker T-shirts, are you? I think like, I think like you would with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the thing is, um, as much as obviously they're big big money signings, I don't think it 
sort of rivals Haaland or no. even if we were going to Liverpool's case if it was like an Mbappe like those players yeah. you don't turn down no. and in, in reality I think the sort of clamour around someone like Haaland would be much bigger than any other signing they could probably make yeah. in the next two windows yeah. yeah talking about improving attacks should we talk about one that isn't firing in all cylinders right now with uh, <laughs> Liverpool obviously they played Fulham on the weekend I think you've been a bit kind there I don't think it's firing at all <laughs> it's, got, it's run out of fuel and mm. been left on the side waiting for the AA for about six months. I mean, six less home losses in a row. I mean, it's just After not good enough. Is it? We've got a defence which is held together by duct tape and some glue. <laughs> that's I, I think that's a bit ambitious because duct tape would probably got more structure than your defence. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it'd be more consistent as well. Yeah, I think maybe a bit of string that's probably about 40 years old has got probably about the same level of consistency I mean, I as on... uh, your defence. I think uh, Sunday saw us, I can't remember if it was 19 or 20 partnerships now. I think I think it's 19, I could be mm. wrong. Yeah, because it was Reese Williams and Phillips. And to be fair, I thought Reese Williams did quite a good job mm. when he was called upon, but neither of them looked comfortable one-on-one, which is an issue. Especially when you're a defender. Yeah. So, but do you think that. that regardless of that defensive partnership, you should have enough to, you know, leave Fulham with no chance in that game? We have enough firepower on form to leave Fulham with four this goals put past them, wondering what yeah. on earth just. Yeah, this, this is exactly. What I'd, I'd say. I'd say before we start ripping into Liverpool completely, I would like to talk about Fulham for a second. Because that, that Ma- Mario Lemon, that finish was fantastic. He's turned yeah. on that. He's re- he's got control of the ball quickly, and he's took a shot very quickly and a very accurate shot at that. That was that was a stunning finish, in my opinion. That's... Tell you what, if they, if they had a little bit more quality about them, they could have made it three easily. Like there was a few times Cavalero broke free, Adamola Lookman got in behind. I think even Josh Madger had one at one point. And did you just think like, how's it got? so bad that Fulham are tearing us apart fair play um, Quacky Manderson at the back as well was absolutely amazing all game before the game were you looking at this game as like a, a chance to reset and a chance to um, I was looking at it yeah well because we had the Sheffield United game which I was hoping would be it and it wasn't <laughs> and then yeah. we've got this game now where you're like right Fulham are 18th we should we should win that if we're being yeah. realistic. Um, well, I, well, I mean, let's be honest. No. If you're going to make Europe, you have to win those games. It's exactly. no if, buts, or maybe's on that one. I think at the minute our biggest issue is probably the midfield. Um, Fabinho needs to play in midfield. I don't know how much I can stress that because when he came on, he was the best player on the pitch. Like the energy and just like he broke up everything. There's no ifs and buts about it. Genie Wijnaldum has seemed to just given up mm. on the basis that he's probably going to go to Barcelona in the summer. Yeah. So it's just like, well, I don't really care anymore. Because like the second we get any tempo about it, he's just like, whoa, that's enough, and slows it down and plays it back to back <laughs> Phillips. And then you've got, it was Naby Keita, and I thought Naby Keita was very good because it was his first game back. It was probably the most energetic out of a lot of them. Yeah. And I'm just... Out of our current crop of midfielders, I'm just dying to see Fabinho, Cater, and Curtis Jones play together. Yeah. I will say, looking at your looking at your fixtures and uh, coming up, that was probably the chance to reset. 
You've got Wolves next week, uh, uh, which is it's not an easy game, but it's it, it's winnable. But if, if you're losing to Fulham, you should be losing to Wolves as well. Is anything winnable at this? Point? You got you got Arsenal, Aston Villa. Who well, even if you win three 0 you're still losing on aggregate. So there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then Leeds, and then Newcastle. Who, to be honest, right now I do fancy against you. Um. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, also, we might not lose on Anchor because we did beat them 4 1 in the oh. FA Cup. Oh, oh, yeah. We are yeah, not counting you, you beating their kids. 7 2. Oh, wow. right? 7 2. Yeah, and then we beat the under 19s 4 1. Beat the under 19s 4 1. That's basically like playing a game of Wembley with your little brother and just going. And we had right, on Thiago well, and Salah You were 1 0 down at half time against Aston Villa's youth crop. Louis Barry would probably be uh, a better finisher for you lot at the minute. <laughs> Maybe you should have Barry, to be fair. <laughs> like, at this point, I'm just. I miss Minamino so much. <laughs> I never thought, <laughs> I never I thought I'd say that. Yeah. But How it's just gone give him, downhill. Give him a run at number whatever Firmino plays, because he doesn't really have a position, does he? He's just kind of. Defensive like nine and a half, really. Left wing striker. Um, there's a good chance now that you won't. Um, uh, I mean, we were talking last week about how you, there's a chance that you'll have the worst um, title defense in history, based based on the points that you got last season to this season. I, I can't. I don't know the exact score now, but you have. Yeah, I think you have to have 19 points in 10 games now, maybe. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I think I was 19 and 11 last week. If we don't get it, um, what what would we need there? Seven wins. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost averaging two two points a game, which is yeah. decent form. Yeah, not point five or whatever on now. Um, where do you think he will finish? Um, eighth, maybe. <sighs> I think eighth being a little. No, I'm I'm not even being cynical here. You've got everyone around you's got game in hand. I think I think eighth no, being because I, I mean I don't see. I, I don't, I don't see the, the way that I look at it is surely with a team of this much quality and I know it will bang it'll be the same dr- uh, drum we're banging on every single week until it happens but surely a team with that much quality eventually turns it round even if it's so. just for a small small run of games it, it would be scary what, to think that a team that won the Champions League two years ago by the end of the season could not be in Europe the season after I mean, I think they will. But, be, but. Well, the way I'm looking at it now is you don't need top four if you win the Champions League. <laughs> I mean, if you can't beat <laughs> and, them, yeah, but if, if, if you can't beat, yeah, I was gonna... if, you could, if you've got yeah, any well, score against them. Yeah, right. But as long as we don't play at Anfield. I'm sorry. You can't Brown, keep, keep relying on uh, government's COVID policies to get yourself yes, away I can, from Anfield. Right? Until the season ends, I'm relying on Boris Johnson saying nobody can leave Britain without isolating. <sighs> well, no, normally, if, if you're relying on Boris Johnson for anything Europe-related, it's normally taking them out. So uh, <laughs> he's got a few tips on getting knocked out. Well, okay. I mean, I think we should we should go through against Leipzig because yeah. we won the first leg 2-0 away and now we're playing the home leg in the same stadium so mm. the, the, the home and away uh, it's farcical completely yeah. farcical in European right, right just now. play 11 defenders and hope we don't lose <laughs> oh the Simeone tactic I like it just yeah, oh, <laughs> just go full be... on Sean Dyke and just the thing is if, if you do finish if you don't with 
don't win the Champions League, which at the moment I don't think is very likely at all. I mean, well, you know, you don't win <laughs> you it. Don't uh, you don't win it. You don't. You're win definitely it. not. Um, if you don't get, even if you get into Europe, just the Europa League, are you really going to keep all your star players? Like, what's going to be? Will they really? I say, if anyone's going to leave out of the star players, it's going to be Mane. I can I, see. I don't really? know. I would argue Salah. I've been seeing rumours about Salah. I, I don't Sa- know, but I can just Salah see Mane. Just... Salah had that whole thing at the start of the season with um, not having the captaincy, and then obviously went. Did well, he? the thing, yeah, he. Um, mm. What was it? I think it was the Champions League game where Trent captained you. Um, oh yeah. And he basically went out and organised his own interview with a, I think it was a Spanish uh, broadcaster, and basically said about, I'm pretty sure he said about how he was disappointed in the fact that he wasn't captain as like the most experienced player there. And in reality, it's poor form for a player that barely gives any interviews to the press in England Mm. to go then to a Spanish outlet um, outside of the club with the club having no knowledge and then go and say that. I think in reality, in reality is that's a player that's been there for a few seasons now um, if Madrid came knocking or Barcelona came knocking I think he's off I think Mane is probably the more attractive proposition for Madrid, like a Madrid or a Barca mm-hmm. but I think Salah would be the the easiest one to leave should he get an offer did you see th- did you see on Twitter his agent put a full stop um, the night after he got uh, substituted off in the 60th minute this is what I mean I, I, um, I just think it's a player that Eventually, his time is coming. I, I think he will be the first one of that three that breaks up. I, I, just, I think Firmino will be the first one of the three if we have the say in it. Mm. Yeah, but I think we're getting to a point now where if you don't get a Champions League, that say sort of goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if if Mane and Salah or one of them were to leave and Jota can refind his for, his form, I'm not too concerned about losing the goals. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, if. Obviously, outside looking in, I think if you lost Salah, um, then you could realistically make a case to put all, you know, try and make Mane stay. And I think you're not in too bad a position then. I think you've got to get rid of one of them or risk losing both of them at some point. I'm good. Um, I just saw just something today saying if if Salah were to leave, we'd be in a stronger case financially for Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I mean, I just you, think you might need like Champions League so that. so far out at the minute. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. back to similar to what Sam said last week uh, with Liverpool and the Champions League. If they do win, I will wear a Liverpool shirt for a whole podcast and the whole day, for that matter. No, I reckon I reckon you've got to buy a Liverpool shirt, not just wear one. Oh, no, you've got to go wear one buy one. Can it can it be the, the nice little turquoise? And I'll get you one of my old ones, which are like three XL, so you'll look like a dress. Please don't. <laughs> Wearing a Liverpool anyway, shirt um, is bad enough. I was, I was after Sean's dodgy uh, dodgy prediction and you know bit of forfeit on the line. I want to sort of pull it a little bit full circle. So obviously uh, Fulham, you know, now I think they're sort of getting into that run of form a little bit now where they're sort of getting back in that mix and I think realistically if you look at the teams around them now with Newcastle and Brighton I think it's the stage of the season where Fulham either capitalise and take one of those places or Brighton and Newcastle have to find form because Brighton can't score goals and Newcastle can't either Brighton are probably the only team that could score goals if they knew how to find the back of the net, whereas I think yeah. Newcastle just aren't good enough. 
I think if mm. Fulham can keep going along, getting the occasional result, Newcastle will end up going down. I think that's yeah. the way that mm. the season is looking at the minute. So the good thing for Fulham right now is that they have that confidence. That win at Anfield, you could see as soon as the whistle went, Scott Parker's reaction to that. Mm. Like the, the other thing such is a big boost for their they're, for the they're quietly quietly picking up these points now and it's like these slow little runs come the end of the season which obviously will matter and I think they're starting to get into form or at least get mm-hmm. that confidence that they can do you know they can stay up at the right yeah. time I think Newcastle are falling away at the wrong time I think mm-hmm. Brighton are really struggling right now and I think we could well see a repeat of when they were under Chris Hewton and they were scrapping until the mm-hmm. last last couple of games of the season when in reality they just didn't have enough there were, um, there, were, there were rumours that Newcastle have been having like a few days off a week of trading. Did you see that? No, I, I didn't see that, but I mean, I don't know if, if I don't know if that quite works, does it? No, there's some level of unrest there, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Especially well, well, I mean, let's be honest, it, Newcastle is probably the worst I mean, job you can take in the say, Premier League at the moment. Uh, is the final, yeah. In the final game of the season, or for, is Fulham-Newcastle, or well, on the final week, Fulham-Newcastle, that, that will be a mm. huge game. If it goes down, I, think I don't. Probably, I don't think it will be. I think it'll be decided before then. It, it could be. We'll, we'll have to see at the time. But one thing I do think is, if Newcastle go down, I don't think we'll be seeing them in the Prem for a while. No, I don't that, see them back too up. Old, and there's just not a lot of. I, th- I think raw talent. Newcastle, Newcastle going back up would purely depend on who goes up from the Championship this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that makes makes importance because I, I, I think it's unlikely I, that they'll, they'll go up eventually because I think Mike Ashley. I don't, I don't will, know because I think in reality Mike Ashley is never going to sell a Championship club. No, exactly. He'll give the them enough money to get back up. In, the disparity in value going mm. down compared to going up, and I think. In reality, they will probably have to sell, obviously, Alan St. Maximin. They'll have to sell a few of their players. They'll probably keep the cells, a few, you know, a few of the older players um, that have been there since probably when they went back up the first time. Mm. Um, and I think they'll probably just about have enough to at least make playoff run in the first season. I reckon mm. two seasons max they'll go back up just because of the money that they'll have to invest to get the value of the club yeah. up again yeah. so if you think about it like this if Newcastle went down and you're a mid and you're a mid-table Premier League team how many of those players would you realistically target I think it's Aaron Miron one. and St. Max defensively defensively there's goalie um, as well Darlo. yes oh band and and um, Dubravka but I think Darlo would stay Who's who's the centre? I think Dallow um, would only stay if he was Jamal first choice. No, no, he's, sure. he's, he's yeah, yeah. He's he's getting a bit older now, I think. But he, I, I, I always liked him. I think, I think he's a very good player. Um, Cal- Callum Wilson as well. I yeah, think. Right. Well, I, I, I can't think of a transition to move from this to Spurs and Crystal Palace, but I'm just going to do that as our transition so we can move. <laughs> okay, so Spurs and Crystal Palace. <laughs> um, obviously, we started. Obviously, I'm not going to go into like a full match analysis, but obviously we were pretty much dominating the whole first half, and Palace then scored later on, and I think that kind of woke us up. And then obviously Bale scored two, Kane scored two, including an absolute peach. That was unbelievable. <laughs> I just watched that. Yeah, it it's good. Like we've got three. Obviously, it's Palace, um, Fulham, and Burnley. So it's not exactly the hardest teams, but it's their wins that build a confidence. Like four goals. Uh, against Palace and Burnley, 
kind of edging out a win against the mm. good film side at the moment. Obviously, there's VAR controversy with that bit. But um, for confidence, it, it's going to do us really good. And to see Bale again, back of brace, Kane firing on all cylinders. Like, it, it was a good it was a good game. Man. I'm excited to see if this could materialise or whether we're just going to fall away. Obviously, we've got Arsenal um, next week. So if we can win that, then... Well, I, I think the, the promising thing, probably if I was in your shoes right now, is the fact that you're winning games that, all right, fair enough, the quality of opposition in front of the quality of opposition in front of you maybe isn't isn't phenomenal, but those are the sort of banana skins that you know Poch or Spurs normally would have issues yeah. with, and I think Mourinho as a manager, as much as he's a different man to the one that led Chelsea to league titles, I think he's still very good when it comes to big games um, should the opportunity arise so I think if you're managing to beat the teams below you which obviously you you are now and you're looking quite impressive um, with that sort of attacking four I think it bodes well in fact that you'll keep picking up points regardless of sort of Arsenal games or those other sort of games and I think with the way that teams are at the minute no one can string a run exactly. together. All right, maybe Bar Bar West Ham, obviously City, but if we're talking about the teams that are going for Champions League spots or even Europa League, there's a massive issue with consistency. And in reality, it'll be whoever can can find exactly. their form and pick up points week in week. I mean, out. we've with our games left, we've only got like our big six games. We've only got uh, Man United at home and Arsenal away, so. Then, yeah. like, we haven't got the six. Exactly, exactly. So, in the best form right now. But we've only got. You've got Everton. Yeah, we've got Everton as well. Lost twice this season to them, so. Mm-hmm. Not for it, yeah. to, be, to be fair, I've, I'm going to bring it in a little bit. Um, Kane, Kane seems to be having a pretty good relationship with Bale, and I think Kane, mm. Kane now is, is starting to fire again. And I think the thing is that Kane's getting some pretty decent service and he's looking quite, you know, he's looking in the mood for it. I think in reality, he's probably got a lot more goals to come yeah. this season. Um, and I think the the other thing was that impressed me look, slightly and I was watching um, a video clip on Twitter. Um, this is more Bale related, but it sort of ties into the whole Kane thing. I was watching a clip of sort of all Bale's passes and stuff like that. And where we've spoken before about him offering something different, not the sort of 21, 21, you know, 23-year-old running down the wing. I think you've got enough wingers at that club to sort mm. of just run down the wing. You're now getting someone who can offer a bit of different yeah. service. So there'll be games where you can't break teams down. And then in reality, you've, you've got different options. And I think with Kane, you've got a different option of service to... Sun all, mm. sun all the time or Lucas going down the wing and trying to make a cross yeah. so I, I just think that that Spurs team is looking balanced for the first time yeah, in quite a while yeah and I will say yesterday um, as when well it comes to I was the watching Lucas Moore and he was, he was immense obviously he made the recovery mm. for the first goal he was he was taking yeah. players on he almost yeah. I mean he won us a free kick right on the edge of the box he was it was very good even though he didn't score or I don't even think assisted but he was just very he was kind of yeah, well, well, I think I think actually Mourinho, credit where it's due, has created sort of like an attacking like uh, attacking squad of players that all have different attributes to yeah, offer. I agree. 
And I think that's probably one of the things that Spurs going forward, if they can keep capitalising on that, will do well because they have quite a unique uh, set of players when it comes to yeah. uh, the attacking lines. I would like I would like to rescind what I said about Gareth Bale. <laughs> because <laughs> now I thought you might. Now 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 yeah. before I say this, I would like to say what I said wasn't completely wrong. But he is clearly whether this is a purple patch or whether this he is clearly giving more to that Spurs team than I gave him credit for. So I I, I, I don't think I was in the right completely. So I I, I will say that. Yeah, well, I didn't criticise him last week, but I did say the whole Bailey's back thing is a bit much. Oh, he's back. And he's yeah, he's been very good. Right, Sean, relax. It's a few games. <laughs> yeah, but even it's if okay. you right, calm I, down. We but, made this argument last week. Uh, yeah, like, where I, it's, it's I, like it's not the, well. it's not the same Bale that's back. Oh, no, yeah, it's no, never it's... going to be the same Bale that's back. But he's, he's more than a good serviceable player who if, can offer a lot yeah, to the side. If he can keep contributing, then yeah, he's going to be a big player in the running for Spurs this season. And if he can yeah. contribute like he did last night with Kane and stuff, mm-hmm. then yeah, he's going to be a big player for you. But you know what I found. What I found interesting looking back at a lot of a lot of the clips of, of Bale's game last night was that I did see some sort of shades of like the transition that Ryan Giggs made in the later stage of his career. Mm-hmm. I think I was seeing Bale in a lot more deeper positions looking yeah, for a player and thinking about how he could move the ball forward without using his feet. So without trying to run to a man. So he was thinking about, right, can I get the ball wide? Can I get the ball to Kane? Can I get the ball to Sun? Can mm-hmm. I get the ball into these areas where we as a team can break these lines and be dangerous in our phases of attacking play? And mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that it made me sort of sit up and think, you know what, actually, I think if they can manage him, and I think Mourinho said it quite well, that they've really got to be careful with him because of obviously his injury history. Exactly, that's then exactly. there's no reason why he can't mm-hmm. act you know, can't be good enough for that Spurs side just in a slightly different role. Do you think this season and maybe even next season might be Spurs' last chance at a trophy? I wouldn't say so. Because um, there's a good chance. Mean, there's a good right, chance. Do you, just, just to clarify, do you mean under Mourinho or this? No, squad I mean, of I mean as a squad of players. Yeah, because I think Kane, if he doesn't get trophies this season, surely must be looking to move on. I, I, I. Well, well, I think deep down this, there's a point of. If and I, look, I could be wrong, but I think once Mourinho leaves, then there's no way that Kane sticks around because I think he's he's been under quite a few managers now, um, mm-hmm. a long time at Spurs. Yeah, obviously there's there is still that record of Premier League goals that is there to be had, but he needs to win trophies. Yeah. And I think in reality, Spurs probably need to go a little bit all out this summer if they are to keep yeah. keep it. They need that's to show am- show ambition. And also Champions um, League. Yeah, you need Champions League. Time, so. But um Gareth Gareth Bale the, it, I, I can't I, it's a it's a loan with um option to buy isn't it right now? No I think, I think, think no it's a it's a loan. There isn't I think there was like a verbal agreement that they might extend it another mm. year. I don't think there's anything said. Yeah, no, I, I remember hearing that there was very unlikely. I mean, obviously, he didn't hit this patch of form until recently, but before then, there was a conversation about the fact that they weren't taking Bale next year. Yeah, like Spurs sure. straight weren't. And well, I mean, Lucas might change that. It might. Sure. It might change that. Sure. I mean, I mean, Lucas Moore as well. Lucas Moore is 28. Yeah. He's getting a bit older as well. Uh, Son Son's kind of in the same position as Son's Kane. 28. 
yeah, he's got he's got to be moving on to moving trophies as well. I think there's a good chance that this year might be the last year this crop of players will win a trophy if they could. I, yeah, I, th- I think in reality the summer will be big for Spurs, and mm. I even would argue a little bit that the, with the Bale situation, depending on the management situation at, at Madrid, it may well be that they just take him back mm. and ask for a fee because in reality we all know what Madrid are like. I don't think they're gonna. You know, give give Bale back on loan as a goodwill gesture if they think they can get any sort of prop, some money out of him just before his contract leaves. Sean, out of interest, how much would you be willing to pay for Gareth Bale? Um, I've got a figure in mind. I'm, personally. I'm thinking because obviously his contract will be up next summer, so you've got to bear that in mind. Um, if he's in the form he's in right now and again this could be subjective you guys might think lower might think higher this is, this is no I'm not going to say like and obviously we I, I 80 no, million not 80 just million not 80 million. <laughs> just say it just say it 112 say about, go on if he's if he's on this form and we can he can continue that I'm seeing a 5 I think he's going to say if no, it doesn't end in teen, I'm worried. 45 maybe. Sure. I don't know. Right, personally, the <laughs> way, the way that, did you say forty fifty? The way that I, the way that I'm looking at this, right, and my the sort of figure I've got in my head is, if I'm Spurs and Bale takes a wage cut and he's not on the ludicrous wages that he is at, at Madrid, then I could argue that maybe twenty five mil that. would yeah. be. Would I'm be just trying to think because no, no, is, no. Um, but I, I think no. I think this depends on his yeah. wages, though, because in reality, um, I don't think that if he's got that massive wage packet, that Spurs yeah. should pay a penny. I only think that comes down to if Bale brings those wages yeah. down significantly. And, I, got, I think he's Sean, at six hundred thousand a week right now in between yeah. the Real Madrid and Spurs yeah. paying. Yeah. I mean, Spurs are paying half, and they're paying three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I still think, got, uh, I still think you, that's too much. You've got to take out the oh, it's Gareth yeah, Bale that's, factor that's the thing. from that because yeah. the problem is if you're look if you really want a player who's going to come and like you're keeping your star players next year and your target is to win a trophy next year, fair enough. But you're still not going to spend that much on him. But if you're looking for the future of your club and you're taking out the fact that it's Gareth Bale, that's there is it. no yeah, way you should actually, be spending very, 40, very 50 mil well, well, on I'm just not very Gareth Bale. The way I see it is there's no way you should be spending any money on that. I don't know yeah. because in reality, I think there will still be clubs that will probably pay a decent yeah. fee. And this is, this is where it comes into it of if, if it becomes a little bit of a bidding more, I think, and I'm Spurs, they need to add to their squad, but I don't think they need to lose players from their squad yeah. they probably I, need to keep I mean, the majority got, of got, our squad together well one thing one thing i'd like to say about like if you look at the man city attack one thing that i think is quite prominent is the fact that none of them are really the same age you have aguero really you know older spectrum you have foden yeah, sterling but, in the middle you have that kind of variation so I ju- you don't I just, just lose I mean, them all that's at once. the issue we're having right is Salah yeah, and Mane yeah. are both and, 28 and for me it's uh, now 29 and I think, yeah but I, I think that's that's more situational in reality, yeah. City have the finances and the backing to do that. Obviously, mm-hmm. Liverpool's front three—they didn't spend that much on. Obviously, they, you know, they blossomed into great players. Yeah. But the reality is that it's it's one of those situations where, especially with Spurs, I think they've got to take what they can get because yeah. at the minute it's a win-win yeah, I mean, situation as opposed to a idealistic. What what can we do from the We're next ten years? We're in a situation now where I'd say our midfield is still quite young. Like Hoiberg's like twenty four, and Dombele's still young. 
Um, like we've still got a young midfield. There's, there's, there's still a relatively decent core of players but if they players can like sort of Son, come into their own. Uh, Lucas Moore will lose half a yard of pace as they get like soon because they're getting old. And Kane, I, I'll be honest, I could still see him being this good for five more years. Oh yeah, yeah. It depends. I'd argue, no, it I'd depends argue more on his five injury. years more. personally. As long as he stays fit, yeah, 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 five. Yeah, yeah, depends. Obviously, he's already injuries. adapted his game anyway. So, and he's never been reliant on pace because he was. It's fully, it's fully dependent on his yeah, injury. Exactly. So. I think the other thing, I think the other thing it's dependent on is whoever he's playing yeah, with. True. Yeah, As well, I think that's more because I don't think he does as well in a lone I mean, striker situation I, or no, one more. I've seen from a lot of speculation so, that Son's keen to. I think there's been a lot of rumours of Son extending his contract. A lot of rumours of Kane actually extending his contract as well, from what I've what I've seen. Don't I? I wouldn't buy into either of those personally, but. I think it's one of those situations where mm. Kane, it, it would take a lot. I think he can't get to the stage of, like, say, 31, 32 and still be at Spurs with the situation being the same. Right. Because I think, in reality, at that point, that is his last chance and him's gone. Um, and I don't think there's any sort of big, big clubs that would be willing to pay ludicrous amounts yeah. of money for him yeah. when he's like 31, 32. Well, and I, I would even argue from a Spurs perspective, as important as Kane is to them, if you want to hit the reset button, or not even hit the reset button, but just mix up that, that core group of players, like the, the, the core spine of that team, then the money that you could get for Kane is probably going to be what would be able to... You know, make that mix yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, it's um, just, I feel like Kane's a very, he's a very unique kind of player. I might be made a screen, but I don't know. I feel like he'd be a player that's very, very, very hard to replace. And he'll... yeah, but hmm. I, I feel like you're not. If if that happened, you wouldn't be replacing Kane. You'd be re- replacing the the core yeah. elements of your side because obviously you've got an aging squad, and you've got you've got some youth, but you've you've got this sort of dead zone of like players who aren't quite in their prime and then you've got players who obviously the thing with Son and Kane obviously they're in their prime but in reality is do they want to see all their prime out at Spurs I think that's the issue you've got at the minute where you're in a little bit of uncertainty in what yeah. happens I mean from like they seem to love the club a lot and it's just if we can win something then they'll be like okay look we prove we can win trophies Albeit maybe not the Premier League or Champions League, yeah. I, st- I still don't think Carabao Cup's enough. Yeah, no. Just no, to... I, I don't think Kane's going to turn around and think that that's oh, yeah. enough to keep Hopefully, him I mean. In reality, Kane should be up there fighting for Champions Leagues and fighting for yeah, the titles. Agreed. He's that sort of player, and he, at this moment in time, is getting a little bit wasted by the situation that Spurs find themselves in because mm. he's not getting any younger. And I think the window of all right, maybe United might pay some money for him when he's older, but the window of him going to a European club, mm. which I think is one that would probably, you know, especially the whole Bale thing. I think I'm surprised that he hasn't done what Bale's done in regards to sort of move out to a European, a big European giant. Um, and I think that's one that would would be quite a, mm. an attractive. I mean, I'm just thinking at the moment though. But I, I think about it, Real Madrid. I mean, I don't know how well Benzema's doing now, but um, you've got PSG have Mbappe, Bayern have Lewandowski, Juve have Ronaldo. Obviously, it's aging, but they they all still have. Well, the whole no, the whole thing with you know what actually the whole thing with with Ronaldo 
is I think he will leave Juve within a year because their finances are crippling and he as much as being a phenomenal player he's one of their players that has still some resale value and they need to True. make I could see like squad. A, as we and mentioned, he's probably going to be I one could of the I see like Lautaro Martinez going there maybe instead of Man City to be honest sticking Italy, maybe it's a, it's a stretch but I'd, I think it's an interesting one just because of obviously Inter aren't exactly in the best place financially and with with the whole um, situation of Chinese football now and obviously their owners being a big part of I'm trying to think who was it wasn't Evergrande was it mm. It basically, I, I, they they owned they owned the club that um, bought Alex Texera, um, and basically what happened is they sort of have seized all operations. So they mm. the owners there are the same owners as uh, Inter Milan, and the reality is Inter Milan obviously still owe United for Lukaku. They're clearly not in a great financial situation with with you know their ventures in the other clubs. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that Inter team can stay together because obviously they've done well the this team season. that Inter, but, uh, Inter own is apologies if I get this wrong uh, Jiangsu FC yeah um, I just think I think it's an interesting one there's yeah. there's definitely space for him to move I don't think there's there's this whole thing where there's too many good strikers at top clubs because I I, I think Kane himself offers something massively different to a lot of other strikers mm-hmm. he's, he's quite unique in that sense yeah, definitely. I mean, um, moving on to the, the red side of North London, they had a calamity at, North, uh, at Turf Moor. <laughs> um, I mean, the two massive things, talking points in that game. Um, the the Xhaka clearance. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just, Xhaka is such an odd I love player. That. I think it's since 2016, he's, had, he's the player who's had the most... Uh, outfield player who's had the most errors leading to goals. Um, he's just, uh, he's just. I love him. Yeah. Well, no. Just been. I just don't. I don't get why Arsenal fans. Like sometimes they seem to go on about him so much and how much he does in the they midfield. They can't forget all about it when he's. Oh, thing is, he, he's. He, it almost seems that whenever there's problems at Arsenal Football Club whether it be internally or externally on the pitch or just in any sort of regard Xhaka always manages to find a way <laughs> yeah. to get involved with those yeah, problems it's true. It's yeah. true it's like they need a scapegoat and he's just the most obvious one because he's I, 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 to be honest I think he did really well I mean do you remember when he um, I think he swore at fans when he was coming yeah, on yeah well he had that whole he had that whole situation. I think I think he came back from that really well, frankly. Yeah, I, th- I think he came back from that. But like with Sam was saying, in, in regards to the scapegoat, once you do that and you make so many errors on a pitch, you're always going to be the one that gets the flag. And I think he's representative of where Arsenal are at the minute. They're in between these two kind of worlds of obviously Emery and his sort of failures in that second season. Yeah. And Arteta trying to build back up, but. In reality, he's still a part of that Emery side. Yeah, I mean, I mean, also, I mean, I'm not. He's definitely not redundant in that Arsenal. Squad, no, no. But I think, no, but I think no, Partey no. coming in has also. It, it could minimise his role in the future, definitely, because I, I don't think, I don't think it's a good idea to have a pivot of Xhaka and Partey. I think it's too big. I think you need a smaller player who can. Just somebody a bit more could agile. Would it would even argue yeah, that yeah. The, the player that would be suited to that is the one that's on loan at Madrid, Atletico Madrid. Lucas oh, Torreira. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they. they I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he would be like the best. I, I'm, the best not, in the I'm, league. I'm not. I just think he's the sort of he's the no. he's the sort of player that I think would probably give a bit of variety in that midfield. To me, they need a kind of Kovacic-esque player mm. to play alongside. Like, bring the a bit ball more mobile. Up. You need someone yeah. to bring the ball up the pitch. Mm. Like, um, like Barella from Inter Milan, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 don't think. I think Arsenal would end up getting priced out of that because I think yeah, he'll yeah. probably go Juve. Yeah. I think it's, money, it, it's got it's got to a point where Barella is his stock right now is so high. He seems to keep putting in good performances mm. for for Inter Milan, and the reality is, I think it will be Juventus will probably want yeah. want some player like that. I just look at that Arsenal team in general, really, and just kind of think. It is a mid-table team now. Like, oh, I'm not. So I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm not with you there at all. I'm not really? with you there at all. No, I'm with you. No, no, they're, 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 they're not. They're not title winning. They, I think they've definitely Europa not got League. a title winning team. Think about me and that team. Yeah. League, okay. Exactly. I'll stand by that. But mid-table's far too low. Partey I, I, is a fantastic player. Saka. Odegaard as well. Odegaard is fantastic mm, potential. Obviously, he's on yeah, the Odegaard yeah. will probably go at the end of the season though. Do you yeah. think so? Because. Because the way the way they were bringing in Odegaard when he came in, it sounded a lot more long term than just a one year or a half a year loan when they were talking about him. I, I think they have ideas of buying him in the summer at least. Yeah, yeah but might, I think it just I ends up being situational, put... doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, what? definitely. But yeah, I was say, they why do. Would they, you, they they do. Why would you buy about? Odegaard when you've got Smith Rowe who could probably develop into just as good of a player? Uh, yeah, it, I, no. I, but if you're going to stick with a four-two-three-one, you need more than one AM. <laughs> I think it's yeah, got to stick with one Smith Rowe. Smith your main guy, right? So why don't you I th- get I think, somebody? I think the thing with Smith Rowe is it will depend on sort of like obviously I think he struggled a little bit with his fitness because he hasn't played games at this intensity um, mm. in the Premier League regularly beforehand. I think you give probably Smith Rowe pre-season, see where he's at with everything, and I think if you're going to make a signing in that position, it's towards the end of the window. As opposed to yeah. one at the start. Mm. I suppose the other thing is you could always play Smith Rowe on the left, Saka on the right. Mm. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. As, as... I, I think Arsenal have those quality individual players. Like Saka is great. Like I think he's a great player. Yeah. Uh, party, but you can say they have these players. But you've got to look at also who's playing next to them. You've got Jack in the midfield. Yeah, Ars- I was, was going to say Arsenal have this weird sort of balance. Yeah, it's where you've so got a lot off. of you've got a lot of good young players, but then you've got a lot of older players who yeah. really aren't firing at the minute. No. I'm sorry, it's it's just one of those where they've got no players that are leading that team, um, particularly because in reality, I just I don't see. Where they go, they they need a, a sort of shuffle up in this squad. I think we said this before. If they are to keep those young players, because those young players are very good young players. Yes, definitely. I mean, um, I mean, obviously, there's another big call in that game, which was the the penalty call. Which, to be honest, at the time, I said to a, a friend of mine, I said, I, I I just assumed it wasn't a penalty because it was flicked into his hand. Mm. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I was wrong there because I, I I look at the rules. And having your hand in an unnatural position supersedes it being kicked into it. It, it was where it, it was. Honestly, it's, it's so inconsistent at the minute. No, but just based have... on based on the rules, that is a stonewall penalty. Yeah, I, oh, no, it's I was, a stonewall no, no, penalty. I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not denying obviously what what the rules say. I'm just saying that in terms of the last few weeks, we can keep going back to yeah. this. But 
there's such inconsistency yeah. with decisions. And, and I will say, Arsenal, especially recently, at this start of the season, have been getting a very end, a, a, a decently raw end of the stick in terms of the decisions. Mm. Obviously, the David Louise one. I mean, there's a few others that I'm not going to get into. But I'm not gonna yeah, them, but... I mean, I, I think they have had some weird decisions, but I don't think it's any different to what a lot of other teams have had like yeah there have been some odd ones like there was the i'm trying to think what other ones there have been but there definitely have been some others no, i mean obviously um, the, the david louise one the yeah the david Lu- louise yeah. one's the one that sticks out most um but then earlier on in the season i'd say they'd had a lot of red cards that were deserved and stuff but um they they just for me i i don't i don't think it's every arsenal game that happens they're always, if they lose, that is, or don't win, there always seems to be something other than a focus on just the performance of the players. It's always, oh, this didn't go our way. There was something against us. And yeah, it does happen, and it has happened a lot to them. But I just don't think that team is good enough. Like, that's no. that. I just don't think it is. It, it's not, I don't think it's a mid-table team. I think it's a just above mid-table team I, some fan, with some, with some yes. Champions League elements yeah. to okay. it. Okay, I, yeah, I can agree I with that. I, I think if you add that all up, it is literally it makes it Euro- a yeah. Team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree okay. with you, but it, I, I wouldn't say I it's, agree it's not a Europa League I think team. They're, they're in this weird stage where Arteta is getting them to play better. I, I think if you look, uh, there were some sort of stats where... Uh, goals for and goals against. Yeah, goals, yeah. yeah. It's improving. But I think the only way it improves to the level that our, where our, sort of our Arsenal Football Club feel like they should be is if they make a big sort of investment in the summer and reshape that squad because that's that's what it will come down to. I'd argue that their defence is mid-table other than Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I mean, I, Gabriel obviously has potential mm, as well. I, yeah, I but I don't think he's a standout defender in the league I think they're well, I don't I don't think he has much of a chance being sat next to David Luiz to be honest True. With you. yeah if, if I'm so. being honest though uh, obviously you know Leicester are a good type but in reality um Leicester centre backs I take the major- I think I probably take all the Leicester centre backs yeah. over any at Arsenal mm. and I think previous years you obviously never would have said that even you know when you're comparing old Arsenal squads to obviously this Leicester squad now take take James Justin as well that's for sure yeah, now, obviously the North London derby with Arsenal and Spurs are playing next weekend yeah. uh, and I'm going to be quite brazen here because I think Arsenal have a really good chance to beat Spurs oh, no. and I'm willing to bet this against Sean Ooh. what's on it though well, I mean I don't have an Arsenal shirt unfortunately oh. I mean fortunately that would be a little bit off. I am wearing an Arsenal shirt I wear a Liverpool shirt I had a Liverpool shirt as I, to be fair I'm with you I wouldn't wear a Liverpool shirt so. why not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting that. That's not coming in. I'm not. I'm not. No. Would you let me control your Twitter for five minutes? Let Sean control your Twitter for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. That could be dangerous. No, I'll. I'll let you tweet something. Okay. I won't. I'm not letting you by, having by control the, of by, it. By the way, if if you let him tweet something, that's got to stay up for 24 hours. 24. All right, fine. I'll let him tweet from my account. But on, on the, can but it can't have anything to do with Liverpool. That's my own. I'm, you can big up Spurs all you want. It's nothing to do with Liverpool and you control that, all right? Okay. And then the same backwards, I get to control your... I, I get to tweet something from your account. I didn't agree to that. Okay. Well, fine. it doesn't matter. Oh, come on, you have to. You have to. All right, all right. Okay, now going into actual predictions. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know why I've, I've backed to Arsenal so much, but I, I think Spurs... I mean, they're playing too well. I think they have... 
it's about time they have a capitulation. I think the North London Derby <laughs> would be perfect for them. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they do love oh, a good Christ. capitulation. So, uh, yeah, London exactly. Derby. So I think I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Sam? Um, I don't know. Like, I kind of like Spurs to win that game because I just think they always tend to. Um, I'd go 2-1 Spurs and I think Son will mm. get at least one. Sure. I honestly, I want to be really confident and say, oh yeah, we'll win this easily. Or not, maybe not easily, but I want to say we'll win it. Um, just because I'm a Spurs fan, I want to be optimistic. Mm. See, I can, I could easily see it being a one or two, or but for my own sake, I'm going to say I'm, I'm in between 1-0 or 2-1 Spurs. Let's go. Let's go two ones first. I'm kind of agreeing with Sam on that. Will right. So I, I don't know. It's one of those. But actually, I, I can agree with you on like thinking Arsenal full well have <laughs> have a good chance to upset Spurs. But I just I feel like with the runner form they're in right now, and the way that those games they are quite unpredictable. I'm probably just going to say that I think it will be 2-0 Spurs and I think it will be a tough game and it probably the scoreline won't reflect what's gone on. I just think 2-0. Um, I think Kane gets one. There's no way that Kane mm-hmm. doesn't score in that derby. And yeah. the second, I think with, with the way that Spurs play in, the second goal could be anyone, let's be honest. I, I think I'll change up to 1-0 just to, just to change from Sam's prediction. And yeah... I, I could see it being like a goal in like the twenty-fourth minute, and then just absolutely just, so niche, so, yeah. so specific. Not on Jose parking I don't know. Bus. If if I get twenty-fourth minute, I can tweet something from all of your accounts. No, no, no. no. you're not getting that at all. And then obviously Sam, um, Chelsea fans, you're not really a fan of either. <laughs> yeah, um, so that. Matter, I'm gonna say it will be a 1 1 draw, and I think Spurs will take no, I think Arsenal will take the lead and Spurs will get one back, but yeah, 1 1 that's what I'll go with. No one's done a draw, so hopefully, finally a draw. You got a good chance, yeah. I mean, no, no one else did, no one else did an Arsenal win either, did they? So, Kieran's doing an Arsenal win, Sam's doing a draw, the rest of us are doing their Spurs win, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll find out on the oh. Okay, I feel like I've backed myself into a really bad corner here, actually. <laughs> yeah. so if Arsenal lose, everybody comes on next week and we're like, well, Kieran. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. So, if, if, yeah. what's our little deal then? If you, if Arsenal win, you get to tweet something. Your account. Spurs win. Yeah. And if what, Spurs win, you get to write from my account nothing about Liverpool. <laughs> oh, sure. If, if you, if, it's a draw, it's just fine. if you get it right and they score in the twenty-fourth minute, I'll buy you a multi-bag of Kit Kats. I know. I think we should. I know. I don't even really like. I think we. I think we should make. I think we should make that. I think we should make that a running thing. If someone gets a prediction exactly right, they get they get a bag of Kit Kats. Yeah. Or Pringles. I like Pringles more. No Kit Kat. No Kit Kat. You start to be Kit Kats. You can't. You can't go back. Okay. Can it be a chunky Kit Kat? Because that's better. Yeah. 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 Um. So if anyone's made it this far and was questioning why I had a questionable tweet up on my account, you know why? 
<laughs> and I mean, if you've seen a questionable tweet on Sean's account, you probably know just to ignore You're probably it. Sure. It's yeah, the same yeah. Old. Yeah. I mean, every time Delhi's in the starting eleven, oh, I'm just like, oh he's got, he's got it. We were so close. He's done it. He's actually gone and done it. We were, Deli we were so Ali, close. Fourth week in a row on the back five podcast. <laughs> Is that. anyone surprised? <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to say this now. Unless he drops an absolute masterclass in the North London derby, if you bring him up one more time, we all have access to your Twitter account and we all tweet something. <laughs> he is banned. Nah. I mean, what if he does something really good against Dinamo Zagreb? Uh, he's banned. But, uh, banned. Nobody can do something good against Dinamo Zagreb. All right, we, we, we've literally ran for over an hour now. <laughs> right, so okay. we really need to cut it off. But cut um, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> And see us next week on Wednesday. We'll release every week. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios.